what do we do when we find ourselves up against the many leadership challenges that exist within our chosen careers? We all have goals and achievements that we would like to accomplish. Unfortunately, these desires don't come equipped with insight or awareness on how to bring these accomplishments to light. In essence, this is why the Dream Octane Niche Finder Framework was formed. Our founder, Clifton C. Manning, spent the first 17 of his 20-year career in healthcare working with physicians and healthcare leaders to achieve patient-centric goals while possessing only an associate's degree in applied science. At times, these challenges were daunting and he felt unqualified to achieve the success he wanted. However, he focused on becoming intentional in reading every leadership book that he could find, as well as attending frequent seminars in areas where he saw opportunities to improve. Over time, as he applied insights gained from these various sources, he was able to successfully and efficiently cross the hurdles he found himself up against. Eventually, varying degrees of success within his sphere of leadership influence became more evident. The Niche Finder podcast is intended to bring similar insight to you, the listener, from those who have achieved some level of noteworthy success in their chosen career. Our hope is that the challenges they have overcome in the past will provide insight for your current leadership struggles and unlock the dream of achieving success in your own career. We believe that if innovative change is an engine, your unique dreams and abilities could be its fuel. And now I present to you the host of the Niche Finder podcast, Clifton C. Manning. In this segment, we want to welcome you to the, the Niche Finder Framework is a podcast that will help individuals to see what what's possible for them by seeing the paths that have already been carved out by, by influencers or people who have found their niche and they now are utilizing it in a way that is effective. So today we have uh, the CEO, the CEO of Get Friday, uh, Mr. Sundar, who is here in the, he's in India right now, and we're very fortunate to have him part of our program right now. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about the company that you're leading? Yeah. So my name is uh, Sundar, and I'm uh, calling in from Bangalore, India, the Silicon Valley capital of India. And it's my pleasure to be joining uh, Clifton uh, on this uh, particular podcast where uh, he talks about uh, how to discover your niche. And uh, uh, I have been an entrepreneur for the last 18 plus years. And uh, I started off uh, after completing my MBA, I started off with a regular job, but the entrepreneurial bug bit me. Uh, especially because I had friends who were in the Silicon Valley and were uh, very active during the dot-com days. So that's okay. around the year 2000. And that's what uh, really uh, sort of attracted me to uh, the, uh, the spirit and the entrepreneurial energy that uh, you see in people. And that's what uh, uh, made me do uh, my first startup, which was way back in 2000, was trying to connect Indian internet have-nots with the people in the US who had the internet access because in 2000 India probably was just about starting its internet access and there was a, a whole bunch of uh, parents in India who didn't have internet access and their sons and daughters studying in the US had good internet access so uh, uh, those were the days when you had your regular mail travel for almost a month to reach back home. 
so one wave was a month and the other wave was another month so it could take about two months for you to communicate with your parents or your kids wow. and so we discovered we were helping friends by trying to send uh, mails receive the mails print it out in india and send it across through regular post which sort of shortened the time frame to just a week so from a, a month we were able to shorten it to a week and people used to just write a letter and send it back to us and we would scan it and yeah, electronically send it to the other so it became an interface like hotmail when hotmail just before hotmail became really popular so uh, but with time the needs change india started having better internet access and then the whole service became redundant over a period of time but by then the entrepreneurial spirit had got to us and we were focusing on helping non resident indians that is expat indians sitting in the us to get various kinds of things done in india so that's how my first entrepreneurial journey started and ever since we have been doing multiple startups within the same company so when you talked about a service called ymii which is your man in india being referred to in the tim ferris fora work week yes yes that was our service for non resident indians or expat indians but get friday the virtual assistant service that we know of today didn't exist at that point of time so tim wrote about ymii in the book but mm-hmm. uh, we had just launched the brand get friday by then exclusively for the virtual assistant service so today we have a footprint in real estate in india we have pretty large footprint in virtual assistants through get friday which is uh, the service that you are also using currently we also help expat indians through uh, the your man in india service it's it's a bunch of things that we started out all of them small and now they have grown pretty big and uh, I had all the companies as the CEO all the services as the CEO but what pretty much excites me is to each time start something new and uh, sort of like a gardener tend to the saplings and make them see them grow and be happy with it so that's what excites me it's not about leading large companies or whether it's a billion dollar company it probably doesn't matter much as am i making a change for somebody's life so even when we uh, launched the first service of connecting the internet haves and the internet have not we were delivering something unique and a big value addition to the target audience so mm. is there a difference i am making to people's lives that's what drives my dream so that's what i want to share with you so that's that's me so uh, the company that runs all of these services is called ttk services so i am the ceo of ttk services and we have multiple brands and services under it get friday your man in india we also are into immigration in a big way so all these are different service lines that we have wow that's amazing and it sounds like the impact of what you're doing in india is making uh, a world of difference and it's really helping to what started out moving people you know moving information in such a way that was even benefiting people i can only imagine waiting 2 months to hear back from a family member i mean so yeah. much changes in that time so yeah. that's amazing i do I, i'm curious though what type of external tr- struggles uh were you dealing with at the start of your journey external struggles are 
basically lack of funds which which is always a problem for most entrepreneurs and uh, also in terms of how do you market and spread the word you may have a brilliant service but if you if nobody knows about it then it it's not worth even a cent so you need to be able to uh, spread the word pretty fast in terms of those days you didn't have viral marketing and stuff like that so it's the strength of the service and uh, your service delivery and people satisfaction that leads to good word of mouth spreading very fast so that is what we banked on but we had definitely challenges in terms of raising funds during those time and um, once we started out we witnessed the dot com bust where most companies went under and uh, we we also had to struggle there in terms of running out of cash and having had to take a call on what we should be doing with employees staff and various other things so i think the challenges are there through your journey through if if you're an entrepreneur you need to be prepared for challenges all the time and it's the yeah. challenges that actually make the journey more interesting if if it was a path uh which was uh, had no thorns at all so then it wouldn't be interesting at all so right. your job is right. to right. remove those thorns and be able to uh, create a path for others to follow so i think the i wouldn't see challenges as a difficulty but i would say challenges make the journey more interesting great points that you're actually making we understand the external struggles did you have any internal struggles as you were starting your journey self doubt and uh whether you are capable of doing it and whether you have the resilience to be able to handle these challenges it's always i i think even to the most confident person on earth today there are always self doubts cropping in their yeah. mind all the time the demons yeah. that tell you you may not be able to achieve it so it's there in everybody but uh, how do you cope with it how do you tame it down uh by ensuring that you do incremental steps of improvement and then you see that you are definitely capable of it and two the ability to handle failure failure is uh, i think the it's very easy to say, say failures are stepping stones to success but seldom does anyone learn from it all you know is to sit down cover and cry and whatever, <laughs> be disappointed with it but right uh, right yeah but but it is possible to learn slowly the first time it is going to be difficult but i think over a period of time you learn to learn from failure and you also learn how to correct those mistakes so that you don't do it again which is why i think it is important for people to with mm. failures very early in life if you have always seen success all your life then you would find it very hard to deal with it at a later point of time which is what today's mm. uh, today's world uh, where children are being sheltered too much may also have a flip side to it yeah mm. you know as you were talking and i think it's uh, an excellent point that that you're making uh, even with that with failure Bill Gates actually has a, a great quote that says, uh, "Success is a lousy teacher because it makes really smart people think that they can do anything." And so, uh, you know, for someone who was so as, as successful as him, I, I thought that was a very pretty interesting position that he took on it. But to your point, that failure does have a place to play in 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 how we develop, how we grow, uh, how we pivot when it comes down to doing things. Did you have a mentor? that that helped you along your way. Uh you see you had I heard about your internal external struggles. Did anybody help you? Yeah, I mean, 
you should be grateful to a whole lot of people that have helped me on this journey i wouldn't call it as a single mentor but at each point in time i have had different people including uh when i studied my own teacher uh, to uh, uh my own bosses and uh, people my own peers my uh, uh startup co-founder to uh, one of the guys uh, who was studying at stanford at the point of time when we did our first startup i learned a lot from him so it's a continuous process where you are learning and getting mentored from others and uh, you also have to give back so you you are in the process of mentoring others on certain things which you possess which is uh, i think it's it's like uh, what goes around keeps going around and uh, i received a lot of help and i did extend a lot of help to uh, people so that's how the chain keeps moving around so uh, no doubt but i can't particularly name a single mentor out there it is all of them there are lots of people who have helped me in my journey but now I want to ask you I uh, appreciate you sharing that too and um it's very insightful um and and I I love the awareness that it, in your journey there are different people that showed up and what I'm hearing you saying along the way and so the the mentor was always there it was just uh a different mentor it seems like for the moment in which you needed to have that, that encouragement when it comes down to finding your niche now can you tell me a little bit about the passions that you have what strong interests did you have starting out going into entrepreneurial and now into leadership. So I think the the as I said I uh, love being a gardener. So the the whole idea of starting something uh completely from scratch and building it and seeing it grow excited me a lot and that enthusiasm and energy is what drove me towards the startups and uh, my entrepreneurial journey. So I think looking back over my career of 20 years there is nothing more that i probably relish more than doing more and more startups so i think being an entrepreneur is what excites me the most and it could be some idea today it could be some other idea tomorrow but it, it being doing startups and being an entrepreneur and uh, being on this journey is what excites me the most so your very strong interest and i i hear it it almost tying into my next question which is what do you feel is that you do that is most meaningful or purposeful so we talk about the passions what do you find that you do that's most meaningful or purposeful in your current job i think there are two aspects to it one is am i making a difference to people i'm serving that is my clients which is what one of the most important things that drives me every day to my work and uh, keeps me going without ever questioning or making it sound like drudgery is that i am continuing to make a difference to my clients in in their lives and that drives me uh, every day and the other aspect is in terms of uh, helping people develop my own colleagues my coworkers and people who work in my organizations uh, how do i get them to live up to their fullest potential so how how do they uh understand themselves and uh, I, i sort of do a lot of mentoring for uh, my uh, staff and my employees uh having various touch points and uh, of course uh, we we have a open house culture so uh, anybody can reach out to me and uh, uh, seek advice or help and uh, it definitely 
interests me and i love mentoring people so that's mm. the other thing which i i think i'm really good at and uh, which if i am able to influence people positively then i think i should continue doing it more so these are the two things that are very important to me in terms of uh, ensuring that i continue my journey uh, ensuring that i retain my interest in continuing to do this excellent what what do you do uh, pattern wise um, that if you do it it has a high probability of success i think w- uh, one thing is uh, to be a little more patient at uh, all these saplings that you're growing take time to bloom so you need to be a little more patient there have been times uh, in the past where i have been impatient and hence uh, uh, probably it led to uh, failures and i have learned from that so today uh, i don't look at anything from a very short term horizon which is why my achievements or whatever i am seeking is not something that's going to happen over 6 months or a year those are mere milestones i would say uh, I, i what you need to really look at is a very very long term horizon and whether you are happy doing it that's very important if you're not even if you're uh, gunning for the president of the united states if you're not happy doing it then it really doesn't make sense right right that's right, true right right so i think that's very important to me that i'm enjoying each day uh, at what i'm doing and uh, uh there is a chinese proverb that says uh, do what you love and it ceases to be work right? yeah so uh, yeah i i I've, i've heard that what activities do you do naturally or what activities are you proficient at i think i love being around people and uh, uh managing people and handling people and being able to handle uh, situations of conflict and uh, disputes and other things uh, very well so uh, it comes naturally to me that uh, i i am good at uh, people handling and uh, that's probably what has helped me to develop in a leadership position because end of the day as you grow up the ladder in a corporate world i think there are only two things that matter Uh, to the bottom line and uh, one is your ability to take decisions and back them up by data or sometimes by intuition many a time you won't have the data to back up a decision but you got to trust your gut and take that call so the ability and the courage to take that call and be able to stick with it two is of course your leadership qualities in terms of being able to inspire people to do what you want them to do so leading means inspiring people to do uh, and get to what you want them to achieve so it cannot be enforced by rules and uh, policies and uh, i mean to some extent they are uh, like safeguards but if you really want people to go above their potential and achieve for the organization then you need to really inspire them. Mm. And the last question I have for as far as with Mitch before I get to the last segment which will be secrets uh that you I would love for you to share with with the audience is when it comes down to problem solving what challenges have you been able to correct in a unique way I think important thing to solve problems is not to have yes men around you it's important to have people who differ from you who have independent opinions of their own because that's when you 
right at the top of any company or even as an entrepreneur you get blindsided by your own decisions and you think they are always right they are not so you need good people people who have the ability to give you unadulterated advice or rather be able to uh, have the courage to tell you to your face as to what they think about something mm-hmm. and that is very important for you to be able to uh, succeed in in your career or life because if you only have yes men around you then it, it's you are destined for failure so mm-hmm. I, i think that's very important and i have always been very cautious about this when i hire my inner circle of people that you always look for independent opinions you look for skills that are different from you so the guy next to me may not be excellent at people management but he would be excellent at something else that i don't want mm. yeah that's powerful and i agree 100% uh i this is what i would call like the lightning round and it really is uh, your secrets these questions is what you would tell your your 20 year uh younger self to get you to accelerate where you are currently right so so what one secret would you offer to this pre-niche self that you feel would would accelerate progress to where you currently are i would say don't jump to conclusions there are uh, mistakes i have done in terms of thinking that whatever is right for that moment for that moment is probably uh, good for you in the long run so things like not going out and seeking funding but bootstrapping at that point of time uh, possibly if i had uh, really aggressively sought funding i might have grown 10x or 20x so that's something that uh, i am a patient guy and uh, sometimes i try to work within the limitations that i have and mostly bootstrap so that is something i may have changed if i had to redo things now beautiful uh what secret is a must have to getting started and staying committed first thing is passion if you don't have the passion just don't get into it right two is resilience because if you are not resilient you will face challenges day in and day out you need to have the resilience to be able to overcome them and uh, uh three i would say all entrepreneurs need to have this particular mindset and this is a quote that i often use uh, everywhere because it's been a guiding force in my life i don't recall the name of the author though uh, but it's, it's when you come to the edge of darkness believe that one of two things will happen either you will learn to fly or you will find solid ground <laughs> so yes yeah so you got to believe so the third thing is very important because there will be times of desperation there will be times of desolation where everything seems to desert you and you will find that you are completely lonely and uh, that is when you need to have the belief that there will be another day and this too shall pass right yeah. and it does pass it does pass i have gone through extreme situations in my life where uh in india it is uh, a kind of taboo to actually give pink slips to your employees not now now it is quite common but uh, to 20 years back it's like you you just can't afford to somehow you got to keep those employees because you have a moral obligation so there were times when i couldn't pay salaries and i mean there are months they have worked without salaries and we kept the flock together right yeah very desperate times but 
I think the belief is what makes you carry through and definitely the belief ensures that uh, a good times return back. So it's like the universe conspires to make it happen when you want it very badly. Yeah, that's powerful. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, now that you discovered your niche, how challenging is it um, to do what you do? Now that you've discovered your niche, how challenging is it to do what you do? It is always challenging, but I think it is practice that makes you perfect. So anything that you, uh, I don't know if you have read the book Outliers. Uh, oh yes, yeah, I have. Right. So everything requires. Whatever it's just a reference point, but ten thousand hours of practice is what right. made the Beatles such a wonderful uh, right. group. Uh, so nothing comes easy. You got to practice it. You got to keep continuing to practice it, and that's how you become better. And once you continue doing that, then it comes effortlessly. It becomes part of your uh, psyche. It you. It's not. Practiced, or it's not a thing that you need to consciously think about. It comes, starts coming very naturally to you. So, I, I, my advice to anybody wanting to do something is practice. So identify mm-hmm. your niche, start focusing on it, and continue to do it day in and day out. And after a point of time, it becomes second nature. Mm, that's powerful. What has been your greatest struggle after you found your niche now? Finding the energy to keep continuing to do it, and uh, that is where I think there are times when you feel like, oh, uh, it's been long. I am tired. Should I rest or should I take a back seat? So these are things that always crop up in people's mind, even when they are the prime of success. So uh, people who have done extremely well. But I think if you are passionate about it and you love doing it, you will. Continue to do it day in and day out till till uh, end of life. So I I think there is uh, the, it's it's important for us to uh, see everything as including life as a journey, and uh, your goal should not to be to reach a destination because okay I I want to see Paris okay you go to Paris you see it and you're right. done with it after that what okay there right. are memories but. You move on to the next destination. So, I think if if I had a goal like I want to travel around the world, right? So Paris happens, and then New York happens, and then something else happens. You keep going. You you discover new new destinations, new experiences, and you continue that for life. So, mm-hmm. uh, same goes for entrepreneurship. It's not about. Oh, it's my company is a billion-dollar company, or my company is a unicorn, and or I exited and made a uh, hundred million dollars. That's not the goal. The goal is to create startups that are valuable, that make a difference to people's life, and continue doing that all your life, right? So that's that's the journey that excites you. Uh, in fact, I think one would be more excited while going to a destination than actually after you reach the destination. Yeah, <laughs> but you, that is that is a that is an excellent excellent point uh, that you're making as far as and how many times do we do we do get so excited and I mean sometimes we may be you know something may exceed our expectations but quite often the anticipation of getting there is so much greater than obviously sometimes arriving to the destination 
last question that I have for you is, uh, how do you know when, uh, when to change course versus staying focused on your goal? Uh, that's the most tricky thing. I think uh, the, the, by far this is the most difficult thing of when to stick and when to say quits or change course. Um, so I, I think uh, this comes only with experience. It's it's not something that uh, can be taught or each one has to self-discover uh, with all the mistakes that you make as to when it is time to change course. because. Uh, very many times as entrepreneurs, uh, as people who do startups, you are so wedded to your idea because it's your own. You started the whole, you created the whole baby. So you just don't want to give up even though it is like not going to happen. It's, it's, it's like really beyond redemption, but you still want to trudge along because it's your baby. So that is something that every entrepreneur probably experiences at least once in his life of having to deciding whether to change course or clinging on to their original idea. So I think that uh, is where uh, a sort of advisory team that gives you different opinions uh, truthfully will help you uh, ensure that you are not just stuck in your own world and not realizing that it is time for change. So be prepared for change and I think we have done this successfully several times over because the initial idea of helping expat Indians uh, when I joined the TTK group, I actually merged my initial startup with the TTK group which is a big conglomerate in India, right? And uh, at that point, we were trying to do healthcare for these parents of expat Indians. We were trying to do, and it was probably an idea that was too early for its time. It failed miserably after three years of efforts, but uh, it was easy to say, hey, give up, shut up, shut down the whole thing and go home. Uh, and there was this conversation that happened with our board saying, should we just shut it down and uh, get out of it? But I said, give me a chance to change the idea. And uh, we brainstormed and came up with the idea of a concierge service for expat Indians, which is what your man in India started out to be. And it became hugely successful. And that led to virtual assistance with Get Friday for anybody across the world, not just expat Indians. So anything that you can do virtually, we could do it for you. So each each thing leads to what you would call as lucky accidents in life, which open up new avenues. At that point of time, it may seem like an accident because uh, virtual as, uh, assistance and Get Friday happened because AJ Jacobs, the editor Esquire, uh, read up Thomas Friedman's The World is Flat book and was inspired by it and said, okay, let me try out. These Indians are being talked about uh, uh, due to business process outsourcing and all. Let me try them out on a personal front and see what happens. And that led to a complete business that we run today. Right? So it, it's a lucky accident, but if you are prepared for it, then the chance favors the brave. So mm. you you ought to be prepared for it at any point. Let the opportunities come from anywhere. I am prepared for it. I'm willing to take it. And that's how you keep pivoting, keep changing, and you get into new lines of business 
and if if you are in a business that's not succeeding you will get out of it and move on eventually to a different but you never give up on doing it yeah you are changing course but not giving up mm. so this is you know i am truly grateful for you taking the time to 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 even have this interview um, with me it's going to be very valuable to those who are going to be listening to it the content that you have provided to us so insightful i, I can listen to you for hours to be honest with you it's been so so uh, such a wealth of knowledge and i really do appreciate you i thank god for you i extend to a, ble a blessing to you and yours for the great work that you're doing over there and and you are making a difference thank you um, you are making a difference and it's not by accident that you have a an author like tim ferris that you know uh, you know eventually as you call it a lucky accident end up um i i think i think this is purposeful i think it is um you know just destiny um because of the great work that you're doing over there so i thank you and i'm sure in your position you may not always get a pat on your back but if it's not for any other day today i'm going to make sure you i'm patting oh. you on the back you're oh, doing a great thank job you. thank you thank you very much thank you very much and i think so, um, i think it is destiny that things are changing for the better out there in america as well uh, yeah. uh with with the uh verdict that has come in terms of uh, oh yeah bringing back america uh, to being a great country that it was in terms of like things uh, uh related to the change in environment fighting climate change and yeah. uh, black lives matter these things i think they are very relevant and i'm really happy to see uh, the verdict that the american people have given uh, yeah. in the election so i i hope it's it's a blessing for all of us and i hope it will be a more peaceful world uh going forward i hope so as well uh, how can people best con get in contact with you do are you on twitter instagram or what what do you uh, use as your handle i am on linkedin i don't use uh, okay. twitter as much but i think i should get on to it <laughs> yeah i, I yeah, need to yeah, so yeah, but, yeah so but definitely uh, on linkedin they can reach you on linkedin Yeah, LinkedIn. Uh, okay. you, you can just find me as LinkedIn.com/sundarp. S-U-N-D-R-P. P is my initial, which is my dad's uh, the acronym for my dad's name, which happens to be Prakash. I do appreciate um, again you taking the time. We believe here at Dream Octane, as we said before, that if innovative change is an engine, uh, then your unique dream could be its fuel. And so the fuel that you're providing. Someone like me over here, ten thousand miles away. Uh, I'm appreciative of it, and and I look forward, and I'm hoping that with the success of Dream Octane, that we can have more of these conversations on the other side of that victory. And and I feel like there's you know a bond that has been formed that hopefully is not easily broken. And yeah. uh, thank you for taking the thank time. Thank you, and I I look forward to doing a, a interview part two with you after the success of your book. All right. I I will hold you to it too. Thank you so much. Yeah, and 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 I will definitely look forward to a signed copy of your book. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Thank Absolutely. You. I look forward to I look forward to that day to to, to signing it and and yeah. and and delivering it to you. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you so much. It's been a pleasure talking to you and uh, I I think uh, it was one of those rare opportunities which uh, got me talking. Otherwise, usually I'm the 
person who is interviewing somebody so it's <laughs> <laughs> good man I'm happy for the change of pace and you provided so much information that I know is going to be so valuable and helpful to people but thank you so much thank you Clifton have a great night